I'm Antoine Tremblay from Gators Lacrosse Team. Welcome to Gators Talk. Hello, Big Blue World. I am gonna paint you purple. Raise your mugs and raise your little brown jugs and raise a toast. It's Toast Radio, the voice of Bishop's University, making your life a bit more purple. Welcome, everyone. As mentioned before today, we have Antoine Tremblay from Gators Across. How are you doing today? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. So, given that we are now in the Gators Lacrosse off season, can we get a quick recap of uh, the previous season in the fall? Yeah, went? yeah. Um, honestly, it was it was a bit of a tough one. We lost twelve seniors last year, um, guys that were really important to the team. So, we had a very young squad this year. Um, it was a rebuild year for sure, and a lot of those guys hadn't really seen much playing time before. So, by the end of the season, we started to figure it out. But the start was definitely. Uh, a little rocky, definitely a learning season, but I, th- I think we finished three and nine or something like that. I'm not That's not bad. That. You know, like <laughs> it happens, right? Like you got to rebuild every now and then. That's fine. So now you, next year, you guys are going to be more experienced and ready to kind of take it on. Yeah, exactly. R- results were kind of secondary to, to just learning and building this year. So in that regard, it was, it was a success, I'd say. Exactly. So being a third year education student out of Calgary, Alberta, what was your first introduction to lacrosse? Well, it was a long time ago. Uh, I actually did the math the other day. I counted. We have 27 other guys on the team except me. And of those 27, 20 of them were born after I started playing lacrosse. Wow. (laughs) I've been playing longer than most of my teammates have been alive. Um, And really, it was was just because my friends were playing. Uh, I played hockey for a couple years, and three of my those hockey friends were playing lacrosse and I wanted to spend more time with them. So I convinced my dad to enroll me and yeah, that, that was that. There was no stopping me. And how did you find that transition from like hockey to lacrosse? Um, I think I liked it more. One, one of the reasons I actually started was because you can hit like right from day one in lacrosse. Okay. So I Even was w- like with youth uh, yeah, lacrosse? Yeah, okay. So I started at six years old. And you were just body checking and people? <laughs> well, I was getting body checked, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> so right. my dad always tells a story of my first shift where I get blown up three times and come to the bench, just big smile on my face. Nice. Um, and that's kind of the story of my career. So um, obviously you mentioned you played, played hockey. Did you play any other sports growing up, or once you kind of hit lacrosse, that was kind of just... Yeah, I, I played one year of soccer before Everyone lacrosse. does, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, honestly, I, I wasn't a very athletic child, so okay. uh, I found my two sports and kind of stuck with well, them. Well, look at you now. You're playing uh, university-level lacrosse, so you got to be decently athletic, right? Yeah, we got there. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> so from playing lacrosse as a kid at six years old to now being on the varsity team here at Bishops, what's kind of like the, the sequence of events that led to this here? Oh, boy. Uh it's going to be a long one. So to try to make a long story uh, digestible for a podcast, I so again, I wasn't very talented, shall we say, to start. Um, I was much better, much better at hockey. So by the time I reached grade seven, 
people kind of assumed that hockey was my sport. I was going to stick with that. But I actually entered a sports program that year with those same buddies that convinced me to uh, start lacrosse. And from there, I kind of started, you know, working out, getting in shape, started becoming decent. And um, fast forward a few years, played Team Alberta for a couple years, uh, played five years of Junior A in Calgary, uh, lucky enough to play in three Minto Cup championships. It's the national championship for wow. junior lacrosse. Um, yeah, I got drafted by the Calgary Roughnecks of the NLL. Um, wow. Didn't well, I wasn't ready for the NLL at that point. So and that's I, the national like lacrosse league. That's pro, yes, right? Yes. Wow. Sorry. Um, yeah, definitely wasn't ready. So I got cut to first round of cuts there, but ended up getting an opportunity in BC to play senior A, which is kind of where the NLL guys go in the summer to play. Um, played there for four years from 2017 to 20, I suppose. But COVID kind of stopped that. Right. Um, had a tryout with the Vancouver Warriors. Um, is that in the uh, NLL? Also in the NLL. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was the last cut that oh, time. Tough. So, uh, yeah, at the time it was, it was tough to swallow, but I think looking back, it was a blessing. Uh, I see that moment as kind of a, a fork in the road for my, of for course. my life in general. Um, and at that point, especially with COVID hitting, uh, not long after that, I thought that that might be it for my career. Um, I was, oh, I forgot to mention, I also... Uh, played NCAA ball <laughs> right out of high school. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, time out. Rewind. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> uh, so wow. where'd you play? I just start this whole thing over. Um, I went to Robert Morris University okay, right no out of way. high school. I know a guy who went to go play uh, football there. Okay. Yeah, nice. sweet. Um, yeah, that was kind of my, my dream all through high school was yeah, to go no play kidding. NCAA. Um, wasn't exactly what I expected. Um just a little, a little too much for me at the time. Uh, again, I don't think I was just ready, maturity-wise, to handle that kind of workload. Um, so I came back to Canada, which is when I moved to Vancouver. Uh, started going to school out there while playing lacrosse. Um, one of my friends in Vancouver, actually, I had mentioned that I wanted to go back to school, and he mentioned that Bishops had a great education program. So I looked into it checked every box that I could possibly imagine and uh, once COVID kind of lifted a little bit I came out here and it's been a bit of a resurgence in my uh, my lacrosse career it's been wonderful and why education like what uh, what kind of inspired you because you went to school beforehand correct yeah so and I did you study there I did a film degree okay. um, and a documentary film degree thinking you know when I was when I was in high school when I was a teenager I used to make these fun little videos with my friends all the time and I loved it my dad works in the film industry so I thought it was kind of a natural place for me to go unfortunately after working in the industry for a few years I realized I, I just couldn't do that with my with my entire life with my career um, I, I felt a bit of a lack of purpose in okay. my life um, and so COVID actually offered me the opportunity to reflect a little bit, slow down, kind of reset, and 
take stock of what I thought was a noble purpose, but also something that fueled my soul. Uh, right. And so mentorship, coaching, uh, teaching, it's also been, always been something that really sparked me um, and something that I think I have the skills for. Um, so, yeah, I decided to go down that path. Uh, so you come here from BC to c- play lacrosse and pursue an education degree in secondary education. What was that transition to, like, uh, playing with university, like, like, like younger players, right? Because you're obviously a bit older than, than some of the, the other freshmen especially, right? Some of these people are 17, 18 years old. So how was that, like, uh, to kind of gain a role on the team? Definitely very different. Uh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, coming in, I kind of knew that the dynamic was going to be different than anything I'd experienced. Especially here, you know, there there is there's this this atmosphere of, of the partying, the fun, and, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, I would have loved that, but I'm kind of past that point in my life now. Right. So my relationship with my teammates is very much more of a coach-player relationship. Uh, like a mentor-mentee? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. We're nice. We're friends, and I get along with them fine, but I'm not with the team often on weekends. I kind of do my own thing. I try to bring my experience and my, I don't want to say wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Just, yeah, your experience. My life experience and try to help guide them in the right direction, um, whatever that might be for them. But... It's it's definitely a different dynamic than most teams, I'd yeah. say. Because like me, I I played football, right, and that has an age cap, or it did before COVID, right. Mm. So it's kind of like you're always with the same age range, yeah. And you don't often get like an older freshman come in who has still all his years of eligibility left, and right. So it's definitely a different dynamic. But good on you for you know kind of embracing that and jumping into it and saying, hey, I'm here to get a degree and play lacrosse. Let's let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's been it's been fun. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself the first couple years to almost overdo it. Like, oh, don't make the same mistakes I did and, yeah. and <laughs> la, la, la. But at some point, you got to let the kids live their lives and For have sure. some fun. Well, they have to make their own mistakes, right? You can't <laughs> yeah, over, yeah. can't control them too much. Yeah. So in your, f- in your second year, I believe, uh, you were named team MVP, mm. correct? And you're also a... KUFLA, which is the Canadian University Field Across Association, <laughs> uh, honorable mention all-star, correct? Mm. And then last year, again, another KUFLA honorable mention for all-star. How did that feel kind of when, when that got announced or like, were you like, good, I'm in my place or it's kind of whatever to you? It's an interesting question. Uh, to be honest, for most of my career, I've been, first of all, I'm a defensive player, okay. whereas here I play purely attack is just pure offense right so having you know goal and assist stats isn't something i'm used to <laughs> so that that is kind of a fun a fun change up for my career yeah um, the personal accolades i mean obviously it's it's an honor to be recognized i think to be honest the team mvp means a lot more to me than the kufla mention mm-hmm. because it's coming from my coaches uh, right, so your peers, right? Your people exactly. you're around every day. It's people I respect that that are humbling me and honoring me like that. So that does mean a lot to me. The the Kufla honorable mention, I mean, 
it's nice, I suppose. But <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't up there, I don't think it would change my opinion of my time here. Right. So now you have two seasons left, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's kind of the, the process for after that? Are you going to try to go back to pro lacrosse or just jumping to coaching or teaching? Definitely. Do you have a bit of a vision for that yet or you're still just... <laughs> yeah, my pro my pro time has, has passed. Okay. Not just because I'm getting older and my body's starting to hurt, but the the way the NLL works is that you just play on weekends and you'll travel to whatever city you play in and, and um, you play there for the weekend and then you go home and then you work all week. And It's like a, like a side thing, kind of. It's yeah. not like a full-time. Yeah, thing. and to be honest, that's just doesn't really fit with my lifestyle right now i like to go camping and skiing and other things with my weekends and yeah that's just the role that lacrosse has taken in my life now which is fine i do play senior b in the summers okay with an awesome team in my city um you that's know, back in, in calgary in calgary okay yeah. nice it's still very very competitive there's a lot of nll guys in that league but it's not quite as involved and so, yeah, after Bishops, I'm definitely going to coach. I love coaching. Right, so that's yeah. going to be something that I find Especially. somewhere along the line. But as long as my body's still there, I'll, I'll keep playing in whatever fashion. But uh, pro, yeah, pro is kind of out of the question yeah. at this point. So you, you mentioned you kind of got that, the, the bite for, for coaching, and that's something you want to pursue. You were injured, like, last season for the mm-hmm. first half. And uh, to my knowledge, you took on kind of like a – a coaching approach to that uh, mm-hmm. rehab uh, process. So tell us a bit about that and kind of how you fell in love with, with coaching uh, through that. Yeah. So I have been coaching for a long time. Um, I've coached everything from U9 to U19. Okay. So I've had the experience. I This summer, I in the same game, I broke my hand and tore my ab Jeez. one shift apart. So that was late august i got here there was no way i was gonna play the beginning of the season that was playing uh senior b in calgary exactly okay yeah during the playoffs i Mm. got my ab torn so i got back here and again losing so many seniors the writing was on the wall that this was going to be a year where we needed some extra guidance for the young guys so it was almost natural for me to step into that role uh, helping our offensive coach and head coach uh, Rob Engelkin not so much with the X's and O's but with the individual player Mm -hmm. development so because our offensive coach was also our head coach he's really looking at the big picture right Um, and we Drew who's our head coach now is really focused on the defense and we have our third coach Andrew Meeks who the ultimate player coach he's really that guy that's going to connect one-on-one but with so many young guys I kind of supplemented that role with Meeks so very much the individual development the little notes like take two steps in this direction and it'll open up a whole new avenue come on a C cut rather than a straight line these really tiny details that are really important but that Rob, as the head coach, doesn't really have time to sit with every player and touch on all of these. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the role I stepped into, and I think that is 
also just one of my strengths in coaching is is kind of those little details which mm-hmm. i love I, I think i'm more of a an assistant coach naturally than a head coach yeah honestly. and that's fine you know like there's so many different coaching styles and philosophies that i've learned to kind of understand and and also learn in, in the past year coaching football and i agree there's like so many different roles in coaching and like every one of them is useful right you're not just because you're an assistant you're not just some guy right you're yeah every, well, everyone's valued for sure and especially with you guys you have so much specialization mm-hmm. like not only are you worrying about the details in general but you're worrying about the details in a specific position which is really interesting to me it's yeah it's a lot of like coordinating and making sure everyone's on the same page too right because you gotta go in the field and make sure it all works together after yeah yeah that's cool um so you're from western canada Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those obviously this is an audio podcast but you give a little fist little fist pump there yeah so yeah, tell us a, so i've heard a lot of I've been a, a handful of times. I think it's beautiful out there. Um, I've heard a, there's a lot of, and kind of witnessed this, the cultural difference in like lifestyle and just mm-hmm. the way people are. So t- like, have you noticed then any <laughs> big differences in how people are here rather than in just out West in general? Yeah, yeah, definitely some differences. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I came out here, one of the reasons I came out here was because I am French Canadian. Okay. Uh, Antoine Tremblay doesn't sound like a name from Calgary, Alberta, but <laughs> nope. <laughs> so before coming here, I actually hadn't been to Quebec at all. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to do was come back here and experience what it's like to live in French Canada. I mean, Lennoxville is its own thing, but uh, <laughs> I, I live in Sherbrooke, so it's been a pretty cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents lived here. My dad lived here when he was... In just Sherbrooke? A toddler. Yeah, sh- oh, okay, in Sherbrooke. Nice. My grandpa actually helped open the uh, medical center in Ferdinand. Wow. So we have family ties here, which is kind of cool. Um, there's definitely a different a different vibe. I don't know if I can put it into words, per it, se. It's different, but it's very similar in a way. It's, it's really interesting. Th- I mean, obviously the language is, yeah, is the course. language, but there's a... There's a certain sense of community that I find is similar to Alberta in a lot of ways. It's like once you're in, you're good. But once you're oh. not in, you're like, it's kind of like, who are you? Why are you yes. here? And they go, oh, you're cool. Oh, you're actually one of us. Tambly? Okay, cool. That's Come. actually, that's a great It's like a club. But once it. you're in the club, you're good. Yes. Right? Yes. That's how I kind of feel. Like, I'll go out there and you just be walking down the street. Everyone says hi to you. And it's like, why are they saying hi to me? Yeah. And then... Here's so that you just walk and you just keep, you just walk, right? Yeah. You mind your business. But there it's like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Good. Uh, can I help you? 100%. No, no, just say hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I moved to Vancouver, I was, I was fresh out of Calgary. So I was waving to all my neighbors. They looked at me like I was insane. Well, it's definitely that like Alberta, like hospitality yeah. thing for it's sure. A, it's a very rural mindset. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. It's like people will help their neighbors um before going to anyone else like any kind of institution to help mm-hmm. they'll go to their neighbors instead yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah it, it's quite a it's re- it's a really interesting social just just the differences right i think it's it's it's, it's fun to see that within the same country and just kind of mm-hmm. get the feel for that oh uh, like 
from one end of the country to the other, it's completely up and down too. There's yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You it's can you can go you can travel all over the country and feel like you've been to a dozen countries. Yeah. So I do have one more question for you. Um, so those of you who have never met Antoine, you are missing a front tooth. <laughs> can I ask what the story is? You can say no. Can I ask can, what the story but it's is? So much lamer than I wish it was. That's okay. I'll give you the long version just okay. to really milk it. <laughs> so when I was 13, I was at the outdoor rink, and uh, there's there's an adult there. He was he was going 110, and he slipped, fell, and took out my legs. So as I'm coming down, his skate is coming up and kicks me in the face. Whoa. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, but like I, a blade, like like a skate blade. Well, thankfully, it was the toe. Like, okay. the toe hit me. Oh, yeah, or else you're... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? And, like, the blade's right there, but somehow the blade missed me. But I was wearing braces, so okay. it messed up my lip pretty good. Right. But my teeth were intact. What it did, though, was it actually, like, killed the root of this tooth. Okay. Fast forward 14 years... And I'm home for the summer for the first time um, after my first year at Bishop's. I had just had a lovely dinner party with my friends. I had the house to myself, my dog, who I missed so much. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to break all the rules. I'm going to let Lula sleep on my bed with me. Being the dog. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So she's a big dog. She's a pitbull lab mix she's hefty yeah so i'm trying to like get her up on my bed but she's really hesitant to jump that high (laughs) she's not supposed to (laughs) (laughs) she knows the rules yeah yeah so finally i give up i'm like all right you you big stubborn girl like you're sleeping on the ground i guess (laughs) so i go to pick up a pile of laundry that's beside my bed and that's when she decides to jump onto the bed Mm. And she launches her head right into my tooth and breaks it in half. No way. Clean. Yeah. First day of the summer. So thankfully it didn't hurt because it was already dead. Okay. So it kind of just fell out? Yeah. Well, my poor girlfriend, she was so mad because I had half a tooth all summer. (laughs) And it looked way worse than what this looks like now. Yeah. So... Yeah, I went through the summer looking like a bit of a hillbilly. <laughs> it's okay, you're in Calgary. More than that. <laughs> That's true. No one batted an eye, weirdly enough. <laughs> then you got here. <laughs> and then I got here, and everyone likes to comment on it. And I actually got a, a little flipper replacement, which I recently lost at the Lion <laughs> Hub. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. There's nothing more bishops than losing a tooth at the line. For That's some true. <laughs> That's true. I've been in the line like three times. And at least I have a story now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome story. So, congratulations. I think this is the longest episode to date. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Sorry this about is that. No, you have a great story. <laughs> I was really happy to sit down with you and, and chat, really. Thank you. So, if uh, again, to all the listeners, if you guys ever want to be featured on the podcast or have recommendations, please feel free to DM uh, Toast Radio and we'll get in touch with you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Antoine, for for being here today. Thank you for having me. And enjoy your week, Gators.